real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that change their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. I am so excited to have our next guest here with us. Dana was part of the We Summit back in May as one of our panel speakers, and I'm so excited that she is joining us here once again. If you are unfamiliar with Dana, she is the founder of Cool to Connect, and I have to say we use our Cool to Connect cards in our monthly huddles every single month inside of the We Collective. Starting her entrepreneurial journey in 2016, Dana founded a global social impact movement, Heroic Humans, with the mission to inspire, celebrate, and empower heroic members of our communities. Heroic Humans hosts events, panels, and a podcast to elevate everyday heroes' stories, voices, and personal journeys. Driven by those experiences, Dana founded Cool to Connect, a lifestyle brand on the mission to make connection cool. Cool to Connect develops modern and impactful products to enhance connection in cool yet classic ways in our day-to-day lives. This ever-growing brand specializes in decks of conversation and connection props, guided journals, and more. I am so excited you are here with us. Oh, hi. Hi, hey. Marcia. I'm so happy to be here. Wow. Yeah. I love... I have to say... The bios are probably the hardest things, but I love watching the corner of my eye when people are listening to their bios and just kind of soaking in all of the greatness that they are just doing no, I right was, now. I was literally like, oh, wow, I forgot about all those things or like, oh my God, how dashing that I sent that over to you. Like who would ever say that about themselves? But you know, we need to have it heard back to us to be like, no, I did that. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to go back in time a little bit. And talk about the back in time and talk about the transition from heroic humans into cool to connect. Yeah. So I was thinking about this because it wasn't such a kind of explained thought out transition, right? Like it wasn't like, okay, I'm closing this chapter and now I'm opening this chapter with heroic humans. What was so exciting was that the podcast was such a big part of the business the hosting in-person events was such a big part of the business and having panelists and stuff like that. And I got the idea to create actual physical cards, right? To be asking folks these questions that were already undoubtedly asking in a podcast, obviously, but to have my own kind of set. So the idea of creating cards was supposed to originally coincide with Roa Cumans. It was supposed to be like a joint entity kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But through my exploration of manufacturing and and diving into the possibilities of what these cards could be mixed with the very real factor of COVID and having all of these really wild life-changing instances put put upon us changed my ability to be able to have in-person events and changed my availability to be having conversations with people about certain topics when we have such a a global concern going on, right? Like it really just changed the note and changed the the sentiment of, of a lot of work 
that we were doing at that time. So the transition wasn't supposed to be goodbye, heroic humans, hello, cool to connect, but just kind of naturally led that way. And for reasons also like a podcast is obviously very difficult to monetize, right? Depending on the platform, depending on your audience and all that jazz and what that looks like for, for the future of the business. But having the actual cards was just like, no, this is something I need to put a little bit more effort and spunk into. And I think this has the potential to be its own little ecosystem, this <laughs> little card brand of mine. So I naturally just kind of gravitated further towards Cool to Connect. And for the first about year of Cool to Connect, I said to myself, I'm going to go back and start interviewing more people on the podcast and start doing stuff and start doing things. And I might get back to that one day with heroic humans. I, I really loved it. And I think it is such a fundamental part of who I am as a business businesswoman and my experience in, in having conversation and connection, which is what Cool to Connect is all about, right? Like it's an important piece of the puzzle that I don't want to completely let die. But for now, I'm just own a card game company and might go back to heroic humans or, or join the two forces again in the future. Mm, that's cool. That's mm -hmm. really cool. I love that transition. Just how it was so subtle and yeah. like organic in a way. Well, I felt so bad about it at first. Like HH was like my first baby. Like it was just like, Oh my God, I don't want to leave you behind. And like, that was so my identity. And so what I did, which was the whole other complex and like weird mm -hmm. thing at the moment too, because you don't want to neglect something. You don't want to have to publicly kind of declare this actually didn't go the way I, I thought it would. So I'm going to pivot, right? Because like, that's a difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. And not that that was fully what happened, but this definitely ties into to the transition. But yeah, it's, it's still very important to me. And it's still a big part of where I am today, for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, so as you were talking, the first thing that kind of came to mind was, are, were you always a person that enjoyed connection or was this something that kind of, kind of came to you as you started to kind of grow as a human being? Yeah. I mean, when people ask these kinds of, these types of questions, excuse me, I always will say that as a kid, I was always the most sensitive person, at least that I thought at the time, like in every room, I'm like, why am I the most sensitive little girl in the whole world? Like, which is so not true. But in our little minds, we think it's like this big extravagant thing. But I would say connection definitely has been just what makes me makes me happy, makes me feel driven and connected to all things, right? It's not just social connection or emotional connection, but connection to your your home or connection to your purpose or connection to your destination or connection to material things right like i've just always been someone that's very close to my my things my people my comfort zone like i i thrive when i feel connected to my stuff and that's just not a social connection right like that's like literally everything call me crazy maybe i need a therapist but <laughs> always felt like very, I held very close connections to, to a lot of areas in my life. But I originally wanted to go into into broadcasting, oh. even before before the podcast, because I loved communication and connection and audible communication. Like I wanted to, to have a big part in storytelling and, mm -hmm. and connecting folks from one place to another place and, and sharing stories. And so my postgraduate experience is in broadcasting because I wanted to be like a professional communicator essentially. Wow. And I then from there, I'm like losing everyone in this story, but I then started heroic humans kind of from, from that point of, of education. But 
I would say definitely forever a a connector, at least someone who wanted to learn more about it and, and be more a part of connecting people. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I feel like those people are few and far between like the connectors. Cause I know like when I first met you, we were, did, you were at a retreat, a day retreat right. that I had no idea that you were there. And it was just like, to me, it was just felt like this instant connection. Like, Aww. like it just felt like, I don't know. I've seen you online. I know, I always feel like I creep people out. Like I'm, I'm very, I'm a very no, observant person. <laughs> love and it. I love what watching else are we doing these days? You know. If you're not into it online, then my God, you somehow have to be right. Yes. And I, I love watching other people and, and watching them live their life as much as they show, I guess, on social media. And so I feel like I had seen so much of your life lived on social media. And I remember you from heroic, heroic humans and how I remember sitting back and I wasn't necessarily in this world yet and how amazing that was. Like just to be interviewing people and talking to all these people. And I just thought that was so cool. And at the time I thought I would never, never do that. Here we well, are. It's so, yeah, here we are. It's so funny because I feel like when I started that, which was in 2016, mm-hmm. like not as many people, I just, even just in maybe my community or the folks who I surrounded myself with online and, and whatever, but not as many people had podcasts or had, I declared heroic humans as like a social movement that I wanted to create. Right. Like I didn't really know what I was getting into And then today, now I'm in a whole other space where I don't know what I'm getting into, like having a physical product. But I look at all the podcasters and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can keep up with you guys because you're all really incredible and doing such amazing things. And it's just that business, the podcast business and that type of platform has also changed so much from the last time I was in that space. So kudos for you, Portia, because it's it's like a big beast, the podcast thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I feel like I'm always Googling things because I'm like, uh, mm. like, I just went into it. Well, I've been wanting to do it for so long and then just felt like I'm just going to consistently be Googling things and never get to the point of actually doing it. So I just figure I'll just do it and figure it out after. I kind of feel with the podcast and I don't know if that was the best idea, but I figure I have season two to hey, figure it out. <laughs> I always say Google. I mean, you got to... Yeah. You got to be a little resourceful, right? With yeah. yourself. You got to just trial and error and try and figure it out. If you're really yeah. at a dead end, then obviously find some support somewhere who can help you. But we got to just try. Got to just try. Gotta exactly. Try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, uh, what was the hardest thing you talked about? Oh, now I can't remember. Kind of going into Cool to Connect and having a product and kind of, kind of walking, I guess, into the unknown. So I want to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit and not necessarily the... I guess, practical components of it, of creating a product and getting it into a distribution center and having it shipped out to people, but kind of the business mindset or just the mindset around stepping into something. Cause I'm pretty sure, you know, me, I'm, I'm assuming at this point that heroic humans felt good and comfortable other than like the pandemic. And then you're kind of putting yourself into something that's very new, very uncomfortable. So how was that kind of leaving one thing, leaving comfort a little bit and stepping into discomfort? For sure. I think that's such a relevant question. And especially because of the relevance to Cool to Connect, because it is such a, a vulnerable and kind of exposed ideology behind this product and brand, mm-hmm. right? So not only was it vulnerable and, and very uncomfortable to launch this new thing, but I'm also talking about feelings mm-hmm. <laughs> and like 
Feelings aren't sexy. We're trying to make them sexy. Okay. We're trying to make them sexy because they are, but in terms of, of selling like emotion and human connection, it's a very interesting industry to kind of tap into because as much research you can do on, on things like how to, how to make people attracted to your product or attracted to your branding or attracted to what you're selling. And there's, there's so much information on that, but when it comes to selling people like a feeling that you want them to be able to achieve, but only if they use this product, it's just something that's like, so kind of awkward and strange and I'm getting better at it. At least I'm trying, I'm learning a little bit more, but so not only was it uncomfortable in in starting that brand to begin with, but I had to be so incredibly vulnerable. Like I remember during COVID because we could do nothing in person, obviously, like as soon as everything happened, everyone was doing Instagram lives like crazy and everyone was doing TikTok lives and using every live platform they could. So I would just go on my Instagram live and like answer cool to connect questions by myself, but like real quite like obviously real questions from the deck that are extremely personal and extremely meaningful and pretty vulnerable to nobody, just so that people could see here and, and watch me use my product. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was like a very strange experience. (laughs) I can't do that. But I was like, I have to, I have to preach it. And I do love this. And, and it is what I live by. And I think it impacts not only you, yourself, but your relationships, therefore impacting the world. If we all are more connected, which I know that you believe as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I really had to like, just like, screw it. Let's make this hot as hell. Let's get, let's get emotional. Like, why not? Yeah. That's scary. That's so like, that's super scary to put it like, yeah. Cause we've answered quite a few questions inside of our monthly huddles. And so I always say we did it today. And I said, okay, every time I pull a random card, we get the most deepest question ever. <laughs> I'm always yeah. like, are we going to get an easy one? <laughs> I don't think, that yeah. there is. but it was just, it, but I love it because it really takes the guesswork out of it in a way. And you can just like, the deck is asking this question and it takes the, it like adds a personal approach, but also kind of takes the pressure from the person asking away. Totally. Totally. I would always say like, I'm not going to sit in the dinner table and nudge the person beside me and say, Hey, who are you working on forgiving today? Like, I'm not going to say that. I like, I, I actually probably would, if you know me, but a normal person wouldn't say that because it might not be appropriate. But with these cards, it's like, Hey, it was the card. It was the box. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. But what I'll learn from you and what you'll learn from me will be a really beautiful exchange. And trust me, we will feel more connected after answering that one question together. than if I ask you to pass me the hollandaise sauce, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, hello. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We use them. We use them at all the events. I just think they're great because it takes the guesswork and it, and it really opens the door for a conversation where I know I'm not, it's like, I know for myself, I'm, I'm such a curious person. So I t- tend to just ask questions and yeah. just whatever. But I know for a lot of people, that's just frightening. Like they have the question, just like going back to elementary school, when you're like, teachers, like, do you, what's the answer to this? And you're like, I know the answer, but I'm not putting my hand up because I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> right. And like the cards take that pressure away from you or like, I'm just going to ask this. And especially when you get the question that you really want to ask, like to whoever it is in front of you, it always feels so good. It does. It really does. And there's such a, 
the best is just, it's just like, there's so many rules around what you're allowed to share and what's so natural to share. And then once those are removed, it's like, Oh God, thank God we're in this together. We're all human. Now that we've established that you can can pass me the ketchup. Like there's just, yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed like, especially online and even just with those that I've been talking to closely is people are kind of getting over small talk. Like they're just Mm -hmm. not into small talk. I actually had somebody post in their stories once and said, like, if you see me in the grocery store, just wave at me and move on. She's like, I don't like small talk. Like, unless you, I'm not having a deep, meaningful conversation in the grocery store. So send me a message after, but just wave politely, like notice that I'm there or whatever. And I'll do the same, but I'm just not into it right now. It's too energetically depleting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I think, especially I keep going back to COVID, but I think so many people on the, on the contrary also felt a lot of fatigue with like zoom fatigue or like FaceTime fatigue. Um, and then that made people kind of become introverted again as well, because it's like, and we're not used to communicating any way that we, that we used to. And it's just, it's, it's all kind of messy, right? Mm-hmm. It's all kind of messy. It is messy. Yeah. It's kind of messy. Mm-hmm. So what does connection mean to you? I think like seeing and feeling someone or something for exactly how they are being met for what you bring to the table who you are what you've experienced i think connection is also just like see this is like my language so and i know it's yours too but it's like what isn't connect like who survives without connection like Mm -hmm. i just it's almost like a hard it's like who doesn't drink water yeah (laughs) like like it's just Mm -hmm. such a necessity for me personally and it's also a point of privilege that I've, that I've been able to to form such a comfortable relationship with feeling connected to, to people and things, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not easy yeah. for so many people and it's not as accessible. And maybe people aren't in situations where they feel empowered enough to even explore what connection to a thing, purpose, place, destination, self could look like, right? I do think it's so different for everybody and everyone knows what it feels like to be connected in one way or another. And that was a very common line through heroic humans where I found the importance of connection is that no matter your difference, no matter where you live, what you look like, where you come from, what you do, what's going on in your part of the world, do you know what it feels like to feel connected to something or Mm -hmm. someone or a place or a job or a purpose or a destination Maybe you're connected to your past. Maybe you're connected mm-hmm. to your future. Does it? It's not like a good or bad thing. It's just everyone knows the sensation and the feeling and how it feels in your body to feel connected to something. We can all relate on that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I always say connection is like this energetic dance mm-hmm. between you and something else, whether it's a person or something. It's just like this, this thing that yeah. you just you just kind of feel and groove into and you're like, Oh, that feels good. I like that. Yeah. 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 Very much. So I like that energetic dance. I'll use that on the next question. Someone asked me that. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> quoted energetic by Portia. Dance. <laughs> yeah. Quoted by Portia. I love it. So now that we're kind of in the connection, I guess, point, my next question is 
Maybe you've already answered it is why are you so passionate about, I would say deep connection, if anything. Yeah, I I think there's just, there's so much opportunity once you open that, that kind of valve of communication between two people. I know for me in my personal life, the more I've been able to to grow and evolve and and heal and be able to have difficult conversations with people and be able to listen mm-hmm. equally, if not listen more than I contribute. There's so many different aspects to that, but I just think I've personally experienced how much more beautiful it really makes your life. And if you have the tools to do that, and there's things that just hold us back from being able to dive into those conversations so naturally, like judgment, like fear, maybe we've tried to have these conversations in the past, and they haven't gone very well for us, or maybe we weren't in the position to be able to, to hear those, the the response and type of thing. So I think just being able to create something where someone can use one card, like you don't have to use the whole deck, you can use one card and have one conversation or hear someone's answer, right? Doesn't even have to be both ways. Sometimes you can, maybe it's something you feel more comfortable listening to someone's response, right? Before you respond. And I think that you'll just feel it. You feel different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm after. And once you feel different, you live your life differently and you feel more seen and appreciated and you see and appreciate others more, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that feel component of it because it, it it is very much a feeling than anything right. else. So it yeah. kind of goes beyond the words that are said or, or to you or from you or, or whatever it is really that feeling. And you yeah. mentioned fear and I kind of want to talk about that um, mm-hmm. because I know for myself, a lot of deep, con- not everyone say deep conversation, hard conversations were not ever had because of fear of what would this person think of me if I were to say this? Sometimes it's even the fear of who am I to say that to somebody else? Uh, How are my feelings valid in this particular moment? So what would you say to those that are listening that are just really wanting to connect, whether it's with themselves or with somebody else, their purpose, whatever it may be, but fear is ultimately just kind of pulling them back consistently? I mean, I'm a big believer that right. What I what what I say to myself all the time is, "What's the worst that's going to happen?" Really, like, what's the worst? And bad things can happen. You could hurt somebody's feelings. Your feelings could be hurt. You could create awkward moments. You could maybe disclose too much information. You could respond. But these are all the the social anxieties. Of, oops. Oh, sorry. I'm just fell out of my position. <laughs> Uh, these are all the the social anxieties that we've created around having open conversation. So I think going into it, just trying your best and trying to listen. I think all of us are are very focused on what our response will be, but it's totally fine to to go into something with fear, be in the moment, be present, and then kind of step out of that and and then decide how you want to to react or how you want to participate or communicate further after that. A conversation Mm -hmm. doesn't always have to be a direct, like kind of ping pong back and forth. I think it's really important to be able to digest, especially if you really care about someone and this person's relationship with you means a lot to you. I think it's very important to be able to take a step back and, and react without emotion or in a, in a particular way that you would feel proud of if you're looking back on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
I really like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. And well, <laughs> what conversation I mean, can know, I have? <laughs> no, but we're all right. Like we, and oh my gosh, nobody's perfect. I know really shitty conversations all the time and they don't go as beautifully as I just said that they would, but it's just, we're all, we're all just trying and practicing mm-hmm. and, and some conversations hold a little bit more grace than others. And some days we, as people hold a little bit more grace than others. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a dance. It is a dance. Mm-hmm. And often in those hard conversations, you tend to either learn something about somebody else or learn something about yourself, whether it totally. has triggered you in a specific way. You're like, Oh, like some of those And now that I have evolved as a human being, I feel like I can have more of those tough conversations and kind of speak my truth a little bit more. And and I remember having when it was like my first like adult, like almost like I'm sorry. I like there was a a bit, not, not even a tip or anything like that. It was just like the conversation that I was having with somebody didn't end beautifully, didn't end wrong, but it felt uneasy in my body. And I remember like talking to my husband, like I have to have my, like my adult conversation now and being like, I'm sorry that I made you feel this way or, or maybe I didn't make you feel that way, but I don't like how this conversation had ended. And I would like to explore this a little bit more and understand at what point did I hurt your feelings or trigger you in some way, because I want to be respectful of you too. Like I, I like this relationship that we have and I don't want it to change because of this one incidence. And it was very interesting because she they had said it was funny because you triggered triggered me on something I had no idea that was going on in my body. And I did have to kind of come pause and step back and, and discover like what was actually happening. And so she was like, it was, I know it wasn't intentional or anything like that, but it was, it was very interesting to kind of have that conversation. And then I felt so good and proud of myself after like, Oh my God, I put like my big girl pants on and said the tough words and, and look at that. It all worked out and even more beautifully than I even thought it was going to. And I learned something about myself. I learned something about this other person that I didn't know before. And so now I can be a lot more of a compassionate and considerate friend to this person. Totally. Totally. And I think there's so much to be said too, about we can choose and have the power to choose what conversations that we engage in, right? Like Cool Tech Connect is not on the planet to run over everyone's boundaries and, and like force everyone to be an open book, right? Like absolutely not. I think boundary comes so much into play, especially when you're choosing that right moment to, to share something meaningful about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that when we understand what boundaries are and how we can use them, and even if we're not using the word boundary, it's more just like what feels good in your body to share about and what doesn't. And that's okay too. There's, it's not just like a, you don't have to just be an open book to whoever you want to. Of course not. Right. Yeah. Like we're going to feel certain ways about people, situations, environments, energies, all sorts of things and where we feel privy to to participate in. Mm-hmm. I love how you brought that up. Cause I think that's so important because I feel, I feel like, especially with the, we experience, and maybe you noticed this with heroic humans, when you were doing your interviews, I felt like a lot of people were like, what do you want to hear? And I'm always like, what do you feel comfortable sharing? Like, right. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what it is. Like, I like, I don't want to say I don't care because I don't care, but it really is what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Not what feels right to me because I'm very vulnerable. I don't mind sharing deep moments of my life. I don't share everything, but 
I'm also, I'm very much an open book often. And so I'm probably going to share way more than you are. So I'm not going to tell you that you should be sharing at the same capacity that I should be sharing because not everybody wants to share their whole life story to everybody in this world. So I, I love how you brought that up because I feel like there's many people out there that feel obligated to share all aspects of them, mm-hmm. even though they kind of deep down don't want to, but are almost mm-hmm. doing it because for other people in a way and not for themselves. For sure. And I think like a great word that you just use is capacity because our capacity for things change every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you've had a lot of things go wrong and you're Tuesday afternoon, and then the last thing goes wrong, and your just capacity is just wiped, right? Like if you think of it not in an emotional way, like if you just like that's it, mm-hmm. capacity's full. <laughs> it cannot go on any longer here. I think that that's so normal and that's so mm-hmm. natural. And to to one day you might feel more called to to share more than others, right? And I think that's that's the whole point. That's what we're doing here, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. As I'm thinking back at my week, I remember my husband going, I was having a bad day and he's like, wants to have this deep, I don't know if it was really even a deep conversation, just a conversation. And I'm, I'm like on the phone with him. I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The next day he's like, give you what you want from me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I am in no mood for this. And mm-hmm. the next day he was just like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I'm just tired. And I just don't have a lot of space left in my brain, a lot of space left in my body, in my heart. I'm like, I'm just tired and I just need to like be, and he's just like, okay. (laughs) And he kind of knows me now where he's just like, okay, I'll just leave you alone for a little bit. And then you'll come to me when you're ready type of thing. Right. But yeah, yeah, it does change day to day. Absolutely. Day to day. Hour by hour. Hour by hour. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. It's like one TikTok video away from ruining my day type of thing. <laughs> oh my God. Like, do I, do I move my thumb one more time and keep scrolling? Or is it going to really screw up everything I have going? Or is it going to ruin my on purpose walk and journaling and smoothie this morning? And is this one TikTok going to throw me way over the edge? Yeah. I might as well not even have done those things for myself. Yep. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how have you evolved as a human and a business owner since starting Cool to Connect? How have I evolved? I think I've right now, right now, especially in the last few months, I feel very confident in my business, which isn't from a sales standpoint, isn't from a customer standpoint, isn't from a partnership standpoint. It's strange because like, this is the most kind of like alone in my business I've been in the last like year and a half because I had a lot of really powerful partnerships in 2022. Mm-hmm. So 2023, I've had no, no partnerships, no collaborations yet, but you know, I'm talking from now and I feel so confident and so excited and just so empowered. And like I said, at the beginning of this podcast episode, that taking something that is not sexy and turning it into something that is actually the coolest thing ever is really fun. Actually, it's a really fun thing because it's just so unique and it's so different. And I feel like my capacity, there you go, capacity as a business owner has just been so evolved since I started the brand. And did you hear that little do to do in my ears? 
because my AirPods are there. Okay, I'll go back to what I was saying. My capacity as a business owner has just so evolved because I feel like I can just handle so many more things. I feel like I'm so much more capable. Like 2022 was just crazy with the amount of things that I was doing by myself and things that you would never think of, like how to get a couple hundred pallets from China to Vancouver and are they wrapped in the right plastic? Like, it's just like, oh my God, how boring and <laughs> and like not important, but so incredibly important is all of that, right? Like mm-hmm. it's really crazy things that I've had to do by myself because I'm a team of one that I feel really proud of that now I feel so confident in my abilities to take this brand even further and, and where I envision it going. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I want to kind of talk about those partnerships a little bit because you kind of say them like nonchalantly, but they're big friggin' deal. Let's be honest. Thank <laughs> they're, you not for just, they're not just nonchalant. Like, oh, I just had these partnerships. No, you partnered with the Jilly Box and you partnered with Sage for their holiday collection, which mm-hmm. is huge because not only like not only are you seeing your product be consumed by other people, like in the Jilly Box, opening it up. But with Sage, like you're actually walking into a store and seeing it displayed. Like, how did that feel? That was so funny. (laughs) I remember I walked into the Sage in Upper Canada Mall in Newmarket and they had this big display at the front of the store. And it was like the season of connection or like, I don't remember what the signage said, but it was something about connection and two very nice girls who work in the store come over to me. I was with my mom and my mom's like filming me (laughs) and I have my camera on too. So they're kind of like, probably like, who is this random trying to be influencer with her mom filming herself in a stage store? Like how embarrassing. Anyway, so I have my camera up and they're like, hi, can we help you or whatever? And I was like, like, I didn't even know what to say. And my mom was the one who was like, well, Dana's the founder of cool to connect. And they're like, Freaking out. But I was just kind of I was I would have just been like, nope, I'm just looking for some <laughs> for some peppermint oil. Like, I don't know. Like, oh my god. But it was it was so funny. Now that I think back, like that's so cute. Like I love that reaction. I would never have changed that. But it was it was so fun seeing it in there. And it was cool because it was in a little box set. So the little cards were kind of displayed and then everything that would be included in that bundle was all displayed together it was just so it was so cool and there were some people like shopping in there and then some of the girls like customers and some of the girls who worked there were like you know this bundle's great and like that girl over there Dana like she found something and I was like oh my god <laughs> like don't look directly at me I might throw up which <laughs> yeah. is just so cute and I went in a few times I had friends who would go into different because it was at Christmas right so everyone's mm-hmm. shopping and Sage makes great gifts for people yeah. and so many people would send me pictures, be like, I'm shopping for my mom. Like, look what I got them. And they'd get them that, or they'd just be in a sage store, just walk past one and they'd see something. And it was cool. Cause it was kind of like this community effect that everyone's like really shopping right now in stores more, more than any other type of season, right. For Christmas. Mm-hmm. So there were that many more people kind of taking part in the like, holy shit, you're in sage moment <laughs> with me because so many pe- more people were in stores. Right. So it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Did you feel really like, fun. I was going to say, did you feel like Quilt Connect was like famous? Like, I would just feel like, like, I don't know, like this nonchalant famousness, like, just like, <laughs> look at my product well, <laughs> in the store. Like, yeah, a little bit. Right. But it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel kind of, 
if you're the owner of something or if you put something on, you're always the one who's like, is it that big of a deal? You're always that. It's yeah. just human nature. So in my own little Dana world, like so famous, but, <laughs> but you know, it was very exciting. And of course, when big things like that happen and when really cool things happen, it's like, you don't really seize the moment and feel as present as you always wished you would have. Right. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll, we'll all learn how to feel a bit more present when these types of things happen to us. But it's such an amazing memory for me that that happened and it's still available on the website. It's not in the stores anymore, but it's so special. So fun. That's so cool. Oh, and I know I do follow you on TikTok. As I go into my creepy moment again, and you have I'm some trying ex- on TikTok. I'm trying a lot harder than I ever have, Portia. And it's like, wow, it's great. Like, I'm like, damn, I should do that. Damn, I should. Do- I tried a hair one. You did the makeup tutorial one. I tried to do a hair and talk about it. And then I, yeah. I was just like, I can't. No, but even during it's the hard. video, I was like, I'm so bad because I'm not there talking about makeup. Like, it's just, no. I just think if I'm going to sit here for an hour and get ready, I'm either going to listen to someone else's podcast or I might as well talk about my own product. Like, yeah. hello, like Dana, just get out of your comfort zone and just do it already. So I've been trying to do that. And people, I think like watching and keeping up with yes. when you're applying something, like people love get ready with me videos, even though I'm not mm-hmm. talking about me. Yeah. It's just like kind of easy to follow and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But you did yeah. do a little bit of an announcement on there. I know you didn't fully say, so you don't have to fully say it here, but I know mm-hmm. you do have something exciting coming down the pipeline. So can you tell us briefly or a roundabout way if it's like a collaboration? Is it a product? Yeah. This stuff excites me. Yeah. So I produced two things at the same time. I designed and produced and manufactured and got delivered two different products at the same time. Both are cool to connect originals. Okay. Oh, geez. So there's no collabs in those two products. And one of them is going to launch, I hope like, maybe first week of July, mid July. I don't know when this episode will be coming out. And then the second one further down into the summer. So, or maybe September or something like that. But it was my first experience creating two products at the same time, which I don't know why I did. But yeah, it was, it was fun. I was just like, I have two ideas. Let's start them both now. Yeah. Mine as well. Let's go right now. Both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just do both. Perfect. You know, then when they both get here, I'll choose which one to announce first. Um, That's crazy. So I'm excited. And they're cards. They're decks. They're decks. They're not journals. I have the one journal, right? Which I hope maybe we'll do more kind of journal type of things down the line. But decks is just the bread and butter, baby. That's what's Mm -hmm. happening. And they're so much fun. They're so much fun to make. I love making them. And Working with the designers who help me is so much fun. The content and the copy is like, I get my whole family around and I'm like reading these things over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm getting people to proofread things over and over and over and over again. Because yes. once it's on the box, if it's wrong, like you're screwed. That's happened to me. Mm-hmm. So one last question for you before we, we're going to do a Cool to Connect card together. How has your life changed since starting Cool to Connect? Oh my gosh. In so many different ways. My community, I think has evolved so much. I'm sure you find this as well. Should I like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. No, no, no. Just leave it. They'll edit it out. It'll be fine. Okay. Okay. What was the question? How have I evolved and how Um, how, how has your life changed since starting cool to connect? Right. So I think, I mean, so many ways, what's so fun right now that I'm noticing is this really cool 
group of entrepreneurial and creative folks that I've that I've kind of created relationships and bonds with who are in different different industries like yourself right like we're not in the same industry per se but like we're both being entrepreneurial putting our strange ideas out there hoping they stick and making new friends along the way right like that's what Mm -hmm. it's all about so I love I love I love the community that I've been able to establish and I feel so fortunate that people just believe in what I'm doing and believe in me as a person and even if you don't know my product or haven't experienced it firsthand maybe you will give me a shot and maybe you can find some comfort and trust in me and then I can introduce you to something I'm really passionate about right like I mm-hmm. think the community has been so lovely and creating relationships with people that can help you establish things that you wouldn't necessarily do on your own. Like I'm good. I have, and I'm going to be participating in more things like pop-ups, right. Mm -hmm. For cool to connect and a lot of really cool markets and stuff like that. So anyways, I think community has evolved so much. Like I said earlier, I think so much of my inner confidence has really grown and what I'm capable of doing. And there is nobody now who can say anything about cool to connect in a negative way that would make me blink twice. Like I'm just so ride or die for this thing that I love so much. And I believe in it so wholeheartedly that I think, and I don't mean like, I'm never going to take feedback. Like, of course I will take feedback. I will obviously, um, I think that's really important, but I just mean feeling confident in your vision and your idea and your always going back to your initial concept of why you started this thing and, and what it actually brings to your life. And if you still align with that and you still feel confident about executing that, then I think that that's a a special place to be. So I feel very confident. I think working with a product like cool to connect and like these cards and like the prompts, if this is something that you engage in every day and you kind of have to practice what you preach, obviously my naturally my relationships with the people around me have, enhance in such great mm-hmm. ways and have developed such stronger relationships with the people in my life, whether that be partner, whether that be siblings, my parents, my friends, strangers, everything. I think it, if you use it, it, it will eventually start to kind of, kind of form you in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that because it's definitely changed me to see myself more human and others around me more human and to be able to fully embrace all of the the changes that connection brings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And I love how you said that you're just a ride or die with this product and with this business. Mm-hmm. Because I think being an entrepreneur, you have to you have to be in that headspace. You can't yeah. you can't allow others' opinions or negative viewpoints or whatever it may be kind of wedge their way in and disrupt mm-hmm. that ride or die. Because I because that's when things just kind of start to fall away and you start to second guess it all. And so I I just love that because I think there's many, I'm sure many listeners can relate to that, how they can just feel like others can really impact how they feel about their business. I know it happened with the we, when I first launched it, it was, it was a bit of a crazy idea. I know a lot of people didn't get it and, and I was okay with that, but it was really, really hard to, listen to people continuously tell me they didn't get it. And, oh, and, totally. and I'm just like, ah, okay, I will try to figure out a way for you to get it. <laughs> like I'm I trying, know. not your responsibility, but not but my I responsibility, know. but I it's know. just like, okay, I'm, I'm trying, I get it, but I'm just going to keep I, going forward. Yeah. I and mean, we talked about this on the panel too, at mm-hmm. your event that to really, if you're going to create something, although we want 
everyone in our lives to be like our biggest cheerleaders or our biggest fans. It doesn't necessarily always happen that way. So you really have to do it for yourself. And if people are proud of you and kind of join on that bandwagon, then amazing, incredible, but that's not always the situation. So just make sure whatever you're doing and whatever you've chosen to experiment with or try or fling around once, like doesn't matter if it's a lifetime <laughs> thing or one time, like just make sure you like it and want to do it because yeah. not everybody's going to get it. And that's okay. Yeah. It's more fun. Honestly, it's so much more fun that way. It's so much more fun that way. Like, it brings so the Scorpio out in me when people don't get mm-hmm. it because then the revenge kicks in. Like, okay, well, we'll see yeah. what happens now. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I love it. I that's, love it. That's me. All right. So I'm going to pick a card. Okay. I wrote these, so I can't be mad at you, but I might be. No, I'm kidding. So I'm reading this one. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because I'm going to answer it too. You can answer it first though. Okay. <laughs> what should you have learned by now? Mm. I got so are... many things. What should I have learned by now? You can edit this out because I'm just like really thinking about this. I think right now that's really prevalent for me of what I've learned and what I'm really like sitting with right now is that we are the only person responsible for our lives. Mm. And like someone said, no one's coming to save you. (laughs) Nobody. And we always find comfort in certain situations and in certain relationships, of course, because we're human and things comfort us. But I think at the end of the day, I've realized more and more that if I want to see change happen, that's up to me. And that's my, my lesson to learn and my kind of thing to figure out. And that we are so in control of our minds and our bodies and what we do and the things we say and the places we go and the people we interact with, like we can actually choose and it's so liberating. And it's just like, thank God. Cause who else is choosing? <laughs> like, someone puppeteering me around. No, I'm making these decisions. Like, why am I screwing up all the time? Like, I just need to realize that I'm actually the one who can choose. Duh. But we lose that sense of control and think that it's like not ours. And don't get me wrong. There's tons of things in your life that are not in your control, but the things that are in your control is, is such an incredible amount. And once you realize that it's actually a really, you hone in on that. It's a really empowering thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. What about you? Oh my gosh. Me. What should I have learned by now? That everybody has an opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Just because they have it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to accept it or make it yours or anything like that. And I think, I think it's opinions. I think I'm relating more to myself, like opinions of other people thinking, caring about what other people think. I'm still very much as much as the we is like, fuck what they think. Once again, we're all human and that creeps in. And I think, I think there was a period of time where I just didn't really, really care. And then the caring came in and then it just, it wedged itself in nice and deep. And so it's really, really hard to get back into that mindset of kind of exactly what you were saying. Like, this is my life. I get to choose. I get to choose whether I want to hear their opinions or not, or whether they're going to affect me or not allow them to seep in more. And I think that's something that I think I should have learned, like learned by now, but just 
I like to like have extra lessons around it. <laughs> yeah, I like to study really hard in a certain area. <laughs> I like to be reminded that I'm not very quite diligent. done yet. <laughs> yeah, very diligent. Very diligent. Uh, but I think that's something that I, I probably should have realized by now just through experiences and I think and different things yeah. like that. And and I think it's a hard one to step away from, especially yeah. with social media and and different things like because if you put yourself out there, you're sometimes it's just bound to happen. I sure. Maybe who knows? I always yeah. feel like I keep it safe. So it doesn't happen, but no, then sure. at the same time, it's, you're not fully authentically yourself. So it's, it's yeah. like this weird little battle. So I think that's something that I probably should have learned by now, but I will. I those are two, two good lessons. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dana, for today. And this beautiful conversation about connection and, and cool to connect, you know what your cards are a staple in my life. And I'm so grateful that they are here and open the door for other people to share and give them permission to share parts of their lives or who they are and everything in between. Because just like you, I value connection. I, mm-hmm. I love listening to other people's stories and experiences and learning through that and, and watching people grow and evolve. So thank you so much again. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here today. I just, I'm so grateful. You've always been very supportive of me and what I'm doing. And that means a lot to me. So thank you. You're welcome.